Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. During this difficult and chaotic time in our culture, Pastor J.D. asks the question, Why are you fighting for a kingdom on earth? God's kingdom is not of this world. President Trump or President Biden cannot be where your hope lies. Your only hope is in Jesus Christ. He will come again and save us from disaster. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on November 15th, 2020. For today's update, I want to pose several what-if questions concerning our reaction to the ongoing battle over the presidential election results. Questions like this. What if there's no president that's inaugurated on Wednesday, January 20th, 2021? What if between now and then, war breaks out on the streets of U.S. cities between the Trump and Biden supporters? What if there's a national lockdown that lasts up to six weeks as a Biden COVID-19 advisor is calling for in order to implement what some believe will be this universal basic income, a.k.a. UBI. According to the Business Insider report, they predict that, quote, the U.S. could see one million daily, daily coronavirus cases by the end of this year, 2020. Ulsterholm, an infectious disease expert, said a national lockdown would drive down the number of new COVID-19 cases like they did in New Zealand and Australia. We could pay for a package right now, listen to this, to cover all of the wages, lost wages, for individual workers, for losses to small companies, to medium-sized companies, or city, state, county governments, he said. We could do all of that. If we did that, then we could lock down for four to six weeks, he added, we could really watch ourselves cruising into the vaccine availability in the first 
and second quarter of next year while bringing back the economy long before that. What if this is all part of the scripted and pre-planned Great Reset of the World Economic Forum, which, interestingly enough, just announced that they have rescheduled their annual meeting in January 2021, close in proximity to the U.S. presidential inauguration. According to the WEF website, quote, the World Economic Forum has decided to reschedule the annual meeting 2021 in Davos to early next summer. The decision was not taken easily since the need for global leaders to come together to design a common recovery path and shape the, quote, Great Reset in the post-COVID-19 era is so urgent. However, the advice from experts is that the forum cannot do so safely in January. During the week of 25 January, the forum will digitally convene high-level, and this is in quotations, Davos Dialogues, where key global leaders will share their views on the state of the world in 2021. It seems that this timeline is in lockstep, and I choose that word for a reason, with President Trump's Operation Warp Speed, which, according to The Sun, aims to accelerate the production of coronavirus vaccines. This was announced when President Trump gave an update on the vaccine on Friday at the White House's Rose Garden. HHS Secretary Alex Azar believes that the vaccines will be safe once they are ready by 2021. Now, in prior updates, we've looked at how it is and even why it is that said vaccine will ultimately and eventually yet future become the mark of the beast that is spoke of in Revelation, the 13th chapter. Please know that I am in no way suggesting I have all the answers as to exactly what will happen or when it will happen. I only ask, what if it does happen? Thankfully, the Word of God and the God of the Word have the answer. And the answer is Jesus. Jesus is our only hope now. Specifically, the blessed hope of the soon return of Jesus Christ in the rapture of the church. Now, help me Lord. I'm keenly aware of those who would say that any talk of this is just defeatism. 
escapism, giving up the fight. While I can certainly appreciate the sentiment, I think I would be grossly remiss were I not to speak the truth in love. Lord, I would ask that you would season my words with grace. Here's the truth. The judgment of God is coming upon this world. And Jesus Christ is coming to take his bride out of this world. That's the truth. Now we have a problem. And the problem is that many Christians today, sadly, are still holding out and hoping that somehow and some way things will turn around again. You'll forgive the bluntness with which I say this, but thinking this gets too dangerously close to what's known as Kingdom Now theology. Actually, Kingdom Now theology, Dominion theology, and more recently the New Apostolic Reformation, a.k.a. N.A.R., are all at the core of this. You could see them as roommates, as it were. At the risk of an oversimplification, these false teachings, and they are false teachings, unbiblical, dangerous false teachings. They believe that the church has a mandate to bring God's kingdom to earth. Back in 2017, Answers in Genesis published a very good article about an upcoming conference at the time by Amy Spreeman, and the article was titled, NAR, The Fastest Growing Counter-Christian Movement Most Haven't Heard Of. What is NAR? Quoting, first, you need to understand that NAR isn't an official organization, nor can it be characterized by a common creed. It is instead a loosely knit and often unaffiliated network of leaders who share a common vision and goal for the visible church to reestablish the official titles and offices of prophets and apostles of men and women appointed and anointed to have authority over the church. Not just their own churches, but all of us within the church as the bride of Christ. These apostles and prophets are to govern the church and reveal, get this, new truths. Oh, new truths that we, all of us together, can and must unleash God's miraculous power to advance His kingdom on earth. They believe we as Christians are mandated 
to practically and supernaturally take dominion over every aspect of our lives, from education and government to the demonic and the spiritual realm. Today, there are many popular pastors and leaders who, while they may say they aren't part of the new apostolic reformation, are in fact influencing millions of people with NAR teachings. Back in December of 2019, a writer by the name of Emily Swan published an informative article titled, Trump, Evangelicals, and the Seven Mountain Mandate. In it she writes, Understanding these ideas will help make sense of the American evangelical embrace of Donald Trump. Dominion theology is a belief claiming that since God gave Adam dominion over the earth in Genesis, Christians should seek to dominate the world in the name of establishing the kingdom of God. Seven Mountains refers to the thinking that seven major areas of human life need such Christian influence. Education, religion, family, business, government and military, arts and entertainment, and the media. I'm sorry in the last one. (laughs) To me, this explains, at least in part, why it is that there are those declaring and proclaiming prophecies about a Trump second term. Now, lest one think I'm categorizing all Christians who support President Trump as NAR believers, let me hasten to say that I'm absolutely not saying that. What I am saying is that if one sees the kingdom of God as being here on earth, then it would stand to reason that one would then fight to keep it. Please stay with me. This last week, I happened upon an interesting retweet. I don't go on Twitter very much, especially lately. (laughs) But I was tagged in this retweet, and the original tweet was from someone steeped in the new apostolic reformation and in fact fancies themselves as one of those prophets and has made several prophecies declaring Trump as the president for two terms. Here's the tweet and I quote, Warning! I'm hearing too many people with the escapism mentality that want to be raptured out. We are in this war, listen to this, 
because of that same mentality that pastors have passed on to their flock. We are at war. Get off your behind and get on the front line. Fight, fight, fight. Oh, so let me see if I've got this straight. I'm a pastor. I preach the rapture like every week, (laughs) and then some. And I guess guilty as charged, escapism mentality. Oh, you pre-tribbers, you're all alike. You just want to escape. To which I say, yeah, (laughs) and you don't. But wait a minute, it's even worse than that because not only are we people with this escapism mentality who want to be raptured out, but actually it's almost, uh, maybe not so subtly, this blaming of pastors that have that mentality, escapism mentality, that have passed that on to their flock, well, we're at war because of them. Oh. So wait, let me see if I, again, I just bear with me on this. I'm having a conversation with myself up here, I know, but <laughs> just indulge me. So, We need to fight, fight, fight. Uh, Excuse me, what are we fighting for? Oh, we're fighting for the kingdom on earth. Well, wait a minute. (laughs) Where's that in the Bible? Didn't Jesus have something to say about this? Yes, he did. John's Gospel, chapter 18, verse 36. Listen to this. Jesus speaking. My kingdom is not of this world. He's speaking to Pilate, by the way. And then he says this, please listen, please, please, please. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight, 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 so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. That's why they don't fight, fight, fight. Apparently your kingdom is here. Here's another aforementioned what if question. The what if question relates to how we as Christians will both respond and react. What if it does end up being Trump? How will you react? Or what if it is Biden? How will you react? Or what if it's still undecided for a prolonged period of time. How will you 
react. Dare I say that the answer to these what-ifs serves as a spiritual barometer when it comes to fighting to keep one's life great. Can I say the same thing in a different way? Because that's what the fight is for, right? Keep America great. Keep life great. Well, didn't Jesus say something about that too? Yes, He did. Luke's Gospel, chapter 17, verses 32 and 33. Jesus is speaking, and He says, Remember Lot's wife. Oh, what are we to remember about Lot's wife? Verse 33, Whoever tries to keep their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life will keep it. If you'll kindly allow me to, I would like to take heed to this warning from Jesus about remembering what happened to Lot's wife. And in order to do that, we'll need to go back to the book of Genesis, the 19th chapter. You know the story, just a real quick backstory. Abraham has pleaded with God to spare the city for the sake of the righteous because his nephew Lot is there. And when there were no righteous other than Lot, God declared that he was going to destroy Sodom. But before he destroys Sodom, he's going to take Lot and his family out of Sodom. A picture, by the way, of the pre-tribulation rapture. No judgment could come until Lot was taken out. And so too is this true for the church, which Lot pictures. The judgment will not come, the tribulation will not start until the church is taken out. So the angels of the Lord go to Sodom to get Lot and his family out. Verse 12, Then the men said to Lot, Have you anyone else here, son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, and whoever, whoever you have in this city? Take them out of this place, for we will destroy this place, because the outcry against them has grown great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law who had married his daughters and said, Get up, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But, this is interesting, to his sons-in-law he seemed to be joking. Oh, come on. That's not going to happen. Thanks for joining us for this special Mid-East Prophecy Update edition of In Spirit and Truth. We understand how important it is to know what God's Word says, especially in our world today. All around us, we see violence and despair running seemingly unchecked. 
We do what we can to alleviate these crises we encounter, but all the while we know evil is waiting right around the corner. The Bible tells us that Jesus will return one day and finally wipe the enemy's influence from the face of the earth forever. This event is closer than we may think, and it's important to know what to expect. The prophecies we read in the Bible can be confusing, but they do provide us with clues as to what we'll see unfolding in our world as we near the return of our King. Each week in the Mideast Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. takes a look at the current events happening around the globe and holds them up to the lens of God's Word. He shares what God reveals to him with you each week. This information is not meant to scare you, but rather to inspire you to take the gospel message out into the world. Every person needs to have the chance to meet Jesus before he returns and to know what his love and grace can do for them. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available to you on our YouTube channel as well or through our mobile app. Visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com to find links to both. Thanks for listening today and be sure to join us for the next update right here on In Spirit and Truth.